Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. In the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Hit us up on the text line, 704-570-9610. The energy doesn't quite hit the same with you when Billy Joel comes on. Like when you come in, it's uh, perhaps it's a little different if we got a different song rolling (laughs) in from the West Folder. But this song doesn't come from the West Folder. I'll keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) Hit us up on the socials, WFNZ on the Twitter and Instagram, we always got good content going for you there. Hit up at Walker Mail, at HTB underscore Josh, and at West Bryant underscore 72 on Twitter and Instagram as well. Our question of the day is up about first car. And if you agree or disagree with the Panthers over and under being at seven and a half, would you go over or under? Now, we've been doing it all week, folks. The good folks over at EA Sports have been releasing the Madden ratings. Madden coming to you in August, but you're getting the ratings now for you to debate about. And they finished it off with a nice bow on top with the quarterbacks. All right. The top 10 quarterbacks, according to EA Sports and Madden football, Patrick Mahomes joins the 99 club as he should. Joe Burrow has a 95 fitties guy. He's second. Josh Allen has a 94. Lamar Jackson has a 91. Jalen Hurts, an 88. That's a little low, I think, in my opinion. Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Tua Tungavailoa round out the top 10. And for Aaron Rodgers having an 86, that's got to be one of his lowest ratings. Got to be. Maybe since his rookie years, second year, something like that. Yeah, Fiddy, I want to bring you in just one moment because there were a couple of interesting. Look, we know your quarterback opinions, and there were a couple of interesting ratings there. Did anything stand out to you the most? Jalen Hurts not being in the ninety club, Joe Burrow being four points away from Pat Mahomes. I know how much you like Joe Burrow. Anything stick out to you? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought Burrow would probably be like maybe at the highest a ninety-seven. So a ninety-five isn't egregious. How Jalen Hurts isn't in. The third highest rate quarterback kind of blows my mind because of just how dominant he was a year ago. And then Aaron Rodgers being all the way down there at an 86. Your boy. One point below (laughs) Dak Prescott. You see, this is why Madden has sucked. Okay. Like there's no, there's no universe ever where on the field or in a video game that Dak Prescott's a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I love, I like Dak Prescott a lot. And I think you're probably right, to be honest with you, this year. I I would still put, even with the struggles last season, I don't really have a leg to stand on if if I'm saying Dak Prescott is better because last year Dak had an uh, uncharacteristic season with the turnovers. And so, yeah, if we're just going back off of last season, you're probably right. I'd put Aaron Rodgers above Dak, too. I think these quarterback ratings are relatively low for a few guys. Justin Herbert also thinks it'd be over a 90. I would have at least had him as a 92 
Uh, I thought Kirk Cousins at an 84, I think it's really low as well. So some interesting ratings from the EA Sports crew. But Walker Mail has mm-hmm. been guessing the ratings all week. And I feel like you've done an admirable job. Even the ones you missed, a good bit of them, you were only one point off. That was impressive. I felt, yeah, admirable felt a little bit like a backhanded compliment. Yeah. <laughs> but the way you explained it made me feel a lot better. Yes, no doubt about it. But today is your last and final one. Can you get this one right today, Walker Mail? All right. I'm going to bet the under if I had to bet, okay? <laughs> that I'm going to guess under or that I'm going to guess higher? I'm just going to bet the under that you're going to miss okay. uh, on this one today. All right. All right. So, for one, Bryce Young, new quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, he of the Bojangles family. <laughs> what did Bryce Young get from the EA Sports crew Walker Man? Yeah, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with the rookies I would love to know the highest rated rookie ever because I know Wimby was rated a 93 in 2K right off the rip. Woo! High. Immediately. I don't think Bryce Young or any rookie QB is going to get that kind of treatment. Maybe Trevor Lawrence got something, but he wouldn't get a 90 right off the bat. I think probably an 80 is where Madden decided to end. Going to go right at 80 on the dot. Lock it in. Well, Walker Mail, this is one of your most egregious misses. Bryce Young got a 74. I thought they did Bryce Young dirty. It's my biggest miss. But I think a 74 is dirty, man. I don't don't feel as bad about this one, though, just because of the whole first-year factor. I do. He should have gotten an 80, in my opinion, man. This is one of the best passing quarterbacks we've had coming to the league in quite some time. His throwing power is an 87. Then when you go to the rest of some of his – Grace, he has an 88 change of direction rating. He's got an 80 BC vision rating, whatever the hell that is. Then he's got an 80 <laughs> juke move. But when we go to the important stuff, his throw accuracy short rating is an 87. His throw accuracy medium rating is an 83. His throw accuracy deep rating is an 81, as well as his play action rating is an 81. And then his throw on the run rating is is an 83. So, so I wonder how much these guys actually try to get something right based off of college film or if they're just throwing stuff out there. I think that they, oh, and most importantly, too, he's got an 87 injury rating as well. So hopefully that will play out. But the 75 awareness that he's got, and they gave him really good speed, man. 87 for a, a quarterback, that's pretty good. I need to do research on this just to verify it. It's not that I don't believe the text. But if it's true, we talk about the word egregious. 980 said Baker Mayfield had an 80 as a rookie. Clown show. Now look, Baker Mayfield, we do have the benefit of hindsight. Sometimes we attribute that too much in what we were feeling in the moment. Because I thought Baker Mayfield was a fine pick at number one. I did. I thought that was totally fine for Cleveland to take that risk. But there were big time questions about Baker Mayfield making that leap from the college game to the NFL. And for him to be his rookie season six points ahead of what Bryce Young accomplished, that seems crazy to me that you would have that kind of gap between rookie Baker and rookie Bryce. Yeah, I mean, I just think, though, I would have given Bryce Young at least an 80 right there. 
I just didn't think that uh, they they did him very fair. And Do so, we know where the other rookies finished? I'm trying to hunt down and see. Okay, yeah, I can. Well, we look, can look it. I up. can look it up right now. I got I, you. So we're good. We can look that up with C.J. Stroud. We can look that up with Anthony Richardson. But I would expect Bryce Young to come in. Like, and, and the rating aside, right? Some of this is kind of dumb, just because you know it's we don't know, right? We could get all been out of shape over one rating point, but it does seem far enough down to where how do you try to figure this out? Because this is always what the ranking publications go with. Well, he's a rookie. We'll just throw him in one tier alongside a CJ Stroud, alongside an Anthony Richardson, alongside a Will Levis, because we just totally don't know what to expect from these guys. And it's just a lot easier to put him in this group. But to me, Bryce Young is kind of the win now dude. To me, if you wanted to make the argument that Anthony Richardson, because of his raw power, because of the athleticism, might be the better QB long term. Okay, cool. I can live with that. But even right now, if you wanted to accurately depict as much as you possibly could, who would be the best QB as soon as their first year in the NFL? It would have to be Bryce Young, in my opinion, because of the awareness, because of the pocket presence, because of the processing and because of the accuracy we saw at Alabama. Yeah, and so I think that, uh, but the the good thing about Madden is they do adjust the ratings during the season, and so this is a guy that I think if he comes out and really shows and proves uh, early on, especially that this is a guy that could, you know, get that rating up pretty high before the season is over with, and so they're going to need that because when you talk about the ceiling of the Carolina Panthers and you want to talk long-term, here comes ESPN yet again with another article, their future power ratings projections for all 32 teams, and this is projecting out over the next three seasons. Panthers fans, you're not going to like it too much because the Panthers came in 20th with an overall score of a 77.3, and so they obviously talked about the optimism with Bryce Young coming in, but their reason for concern, as they put it, is how will Young adapt his style of play to the NFL? He said, I have consistently, and this is coming from Lewis Riddick, I've consistently said that I love his competitiveness and ability to make dramatic off-schedule play, but the NFL is not the SEC, and Young will not be able to live outside of structure the way he did at Alabama and expect to last a few seasons, expected to last a full season, he would need to win at a high level with a more structured and measured style of play. What do you think, Wes? What do you think of that write-up? Uh, I'm not buying that. Um, you know, and we talk about it all the time. We joke about how I'm not a fan of the Carolina Panthers, but I'm also going to be objective about any team that we talk about. And for Carolina, I think with Bryce Young, I think so highly of him. I think this is a team that definitely can get into the playoff mix this year with him at the helm because I think he's that special. And I think that as t- time goes by, this team could turn into uh, an NFC contender as time passes and they put the right guys around him. The offensive line is in place. You've got your franchise left tackle. Now you just have to fill in the gaps at the other positions. You've got a pretty good center as well. you got a pretty good right tackle. So uh, things are looking good on the offensive line. Your skill talent looks good. But once you get a quarterback, as I've said, it's all downhill after that. You just have to fill in the gaps, and especially with you having the requisite 
cash flow to do so with a rookie quarterback, I think is very helpful. So I definitely disagree with the Panthers being at 20 as a team you want to project out over the coming season. Well, I've said a couple of times, too, in regards to what Lewis Riddick is saying, the dramatic off schedule play and that the NFL is not the SEC. So Young will not be able to live outside of the structure that should happen here in his first season in the NFL. I've always compared Bryce Young to Joe Burrow. That's always been my favorite comparison, even more so than C.J. Stroud to Burrow because people just made the size comparison more so. But Joe Burrow did that stuff too. In the pocket, he would be very good. But also, man, he would run around all over the place and then make a throw downfield. Bryce Young, we could see the off-script plays really help Alabama's offense. Why can't Bryce Young do that in the NFL? The answer, I think, for most people is that he's not as big as Joe Burrow. But if you take the size out of it, now you don't have to worry about him throwing over the offensive line because he's out of the pocket. Now you're worried about him taking a hit. But if he doesn't, then you imagine that he's going to deliver a pretty accurate throw and he's going to hurt opposing defenses. I'd, I'd see him as Joe Burrow here, Wes. I mean, no, you don't have the crazy physical traits anywhere. You don't have that. And Joe Burrow doesn't either, except that Joe Burrow is taller, right? But with Bryce coming in, I feel like it's he's going to be able to copy and paste that style with tweaking like every QB. He's going to be able to copy and paste that in the NFL and be just fine. Yeah, I think about that as well in the ways that you do too, because I think that Frank Reich knows the type of game that Bryce Young has, and he's going to tailor it to what he's good at. Yeah, there's going to be some off-schedule stuff that he's going to do because he's playing football. At the end of the day, guys are going to resort to what they've done their whole lives, so I don't see why he's not going to be able to do that now because he's going to do it. I think he's going to be just fine. It's about his size, right? When Lewis Riddick says, when he says this, He won't be able to live outside of structure the way he did at Alabama and expect to last a full season. That's all about the ability to take NFL hits and it being so different from taking SEC hits. I do agree with that. It's one thing, even if the size was overstated to me, the SEC isn't the NFL, even if the SEC is the best college football conference out there. I I do think there is a difference for sure between those two. But if you don't worry about him being able to take the hits... And you think that he'll be able to hold up fine enough because of the way he falls, because of the way that he protects himself, gets the ball out of his hands, whatever. Then the decision making, the processing and accuracy and all that stuff, that's on par. If if you bring that to the NFL and he's not leaving it in Tuscaloosa, then if he can take the hit and he avoids it altogether, then why can't he live off yeah. script? I expect him to be very successful in those types of plays. I agree with you 100%. So when we come back on the Wesson Walker Show, we're going to talk Charlotte Hornets on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 
So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Just a couple more segments to go on Wesson Walker. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Excited for ACC Media Days next week. Wes going to be out a little bit. He's going to be in and out, really. Going to be helping us out, get interviews. He said he was going to corner Mac Brown and get forced an interview. Yeah, whoever you need, man. I'm okay. going to be, you know. I like this. Um, I don't want us to get dirty. kicked out of future ACC media days. If we were responsible for WFNZ never being allowed to go back, I would feel bad about that. <laughs> oh, no. We should wear that as a badge of honor. Well, Mac almost got us kicked out of the Wells Fargo. Yeah, so. but like this is more important. Like the, like the Wells Fargo is a nice event. Like this is a prestigious You're event. saying because it's more important, we should wear it as more of a badge of yeah, honor like, to be kicked out of it. We should walk around and, and be proud. That our antics got us kicked out of ACC kickoff. Well, and the antics really be, but that the thing is, Wes is representing two entities here. Yes. WFNZ and the ACC Digital Network. So am I. Wes would be a legend if he got both parties kicked out. And if you got <laughs> Heel Tough Blog and the Four Corners podcast kicked out alongside WFNZ. Yeah, Locked On Hornets didn't have any reason to be there, but hell, they can be kicked out too. That's all fine with me. What would it say, though, between the two events that we got kicked out of? It would be Wes, you know, harassing coaches to do ACC football interviews. Yeah. More so than me shaking hands with John Shire and Tony Bennett. Yeah. Men that I absolutely loathe and despise. But that that did (laughs) not get us kicked out of there. No, it's a great question. What would Fiddy do to kick us out of future ACC media days because it's probably just insulting. Any yeah. Coach. Letting his true feelings out about a lot of different coaches. Um, honestly, friendly fire. I mean, Mac Brown needs to watch out to be honest. Yes. Mac Brown <laughs> needs to watch out from a couple of different accounts because Wes is going to force an interview with Mac Brown and you're going to be insulting him the whole time. <laughs> hey, who cares? Play the schedule in front of you with some expletives thrown out. Right. There. That's, That's probably what what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, even more so than what you would say to a Mike Elko, despite your hatred for Duke, more so than what you might say to Dave Doran. It's a weird here. Let's dissect Fiddy's philosophy, shall we? Sure. Can we dis, can we dissect his fandom? Because in basketball, only you are the one that can really say anything bad about the basketball team, and you will. But only you can say anything bad about their basketball team, for the most part. Maybe what do you he, mean? Well, maybe Heels fans. What I'm saying is for football. Everybody can. I mean, you you welcome the the insulting of the football team. You welcome all the criticism that comes Mac Brown's way, Drake May's way, for the most part. I feel like it's a little bit different in that regard. Well, I mean, because you look at, you know, the basketball, in my opinion, the best program in the country. They've produced, you know, they won championships, All-Americans, NBA players, all this type of stuff. You look at Carolina football, like... You, you look at the term sleeping giant, you, you'll see Keenan yeah. Stadium right there beside it. And so, like, I've had to live through that. And it feels like every time that I get invested, this is where, like, Flounder doesn't think I want them to be successful. <laughs> see, this is right. right? I mean, no, this is it, Flounder's opinion of well, what you think like, about them, too. He's the guy that thinks that football is as equally as important as basketball. Absolutely the hell not. I salute him. Like, it, it's it's really <laughs> it's really not. Like, if, if I had to suffer through 0-12 football seasons to win ACC regular season basketball championships, ACC tournaments go to the Final Four, sign me up, buddy. I'm there. How many times, though? I mean, I, you just... you. That does 
that does make it seem that you just don't care at all. About I mean, the like, there's team. a like. Here's the thing: I'm I'm a season ticket holder for football, so I invest five hundred dollars a year in tickets. With all in terms of all the money I spend, so there's definitely a passion there, but it's not as important. But Mac Brown could have made it, like he should have made it as as equal footing as it could be. Wait, it's pretty. Um, it's well, not there. We're two well, years no. removed from going to a national title game oh, in no, basketball. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. I think your I think your expectations are lofty. Mac Brown, there's no way Mac Brown could ever make it mean as much as Carolina basketball. But does. like, if there's a guy that could make that happen, he's the one coach could because he's won a national championship. He's built a winner at Carolina in the past and stuff like that. He's recruited that way. And then we're going, you know. Eight and four can't beat Georgia Tech at home and stuff like that. Like that's the frustrating part of being a Tar Heel football fan. We talked about this, Wes. Like yeah. you think they're being too hard on Matt. Yeah, well, let me salute Flounder for one because <laughs> I get so tired of UNC fans when they come to the game and you beat the brakes off them. The first thing they want to go to is basketball and they act like they don't care. They come there now. If UNC's winning, then they're going to be front runners talking trash. They love UNC football. They got their Bonnie Holiday throwback jersey <laughs> in the Bonnie. closet. You know what I'm saying? But then when they lose, it's, oh, it's, it's about basketball. And then that's all we care about. It's like pick which one. As far as Mac Brown goes, he's the guy that's come the closest now. Obviously, I wasn't around in the old days. But as far as just recent head coaches, he's the guy that's made Carolina uh, football as relevant, not quite as basketball, but made it important. Back in the day when he had Vonnie Holiday and the crew and had UNC getting kind of close to Florida State and being a team that really uh, was trying to contend with them with all the talent that he had. But I'm just saying as far as right now, I mean, let's not act like North Carolina is the exact easiest place to recruit at, and I think he's done a great job there. He's had some guys that come in that haven't panned out but you guys just went to an ACC championship game. I don't. I don't know what else you're looking for. You guys are getting as bad as NC State football fans. Easy. Where they <laughs> win. You are no, because you because you, you, you're winning and you're successful, but it's not enough. And my thing is, if you get rid of Mac Brown. Who are you going to go get that's better? How much more will you win? Because the objective for a program like North Carolina, I think college football playoffs is a bit lofty. But if you can get to ACC championships and compete for that in football, I think that's all you can ask for, really. You know what's the most damning part of Mac Brown 2.0? As of, as of today right now, Larry Fedora has won more regular season games in a season than Mac and has gotten them closer to playoff talk than Mac Brown. But Larry Fedora also didn't really coach in the, the – the he did coach in the Clemson era to an extent, but I'm saying that Mac Brown has a, a lot tougher ACC to kind of deal with, in my opinion. Now, I think that they do have to do a little bit better job of staying consistent throughout the season because they did fall off towards the end of the season. But I think that speaks to kind of a lack of depth and maybe not quite the, the hogs up front that well, you want. I mean, the Fedora conversation, if you're talking about firing Mac Brown – or anywhere close to it, with his worst season being six and seven, that's not the same as Fedora going five and eighteen in the last two years of his tenure at North Carolina. Right. That's an awful record the final two seasons where Fedora had to go. Where if you're Mac Brown, I don't expect them to go three and nine or two and nine this upcoming season. If he does that and you just think it's time to move on, cool. But I kind of agree. I mean, the thing is I, there's a prominent Carolina writer that once told me Carolina football only exists to disappoint us. 
It only exists <laughs> to disappoint us because of the way that you have the expectations. You do have the talent. There is some history. I mean, even at certain positions, defensive end is almost, or defensive ed- edge rushers are almost like the linebackers for the Carolina Panthers. You have Vonnie Holiday. You have Ebenezer Ekubon, some great names like that, yeah. but also Julius Peppers and LT. I mean, let's go to the top two possibly of all time along Reggie White, whatever. I don't want to have that debate. But we know about that with the Tar Heels. And yeah, this is not a football program that's turning out a whole bunch of ACC championships. Like I, I want them to deliver more on the talent they have. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's fair to ask, hey, we'd love to actually win this thing if we get there. You're, you're so close. It's okay to take that extra step. To condemn Mac Brown for not reaching it, that's where, to me, it gets a little far-fetched to say, hey, we expect this now. Like To me... You can ask for it, but to fire him or even play fire Mac Brown if he doesn't win it, yeah, like that's that's a little too far fetched. And me. the big difference to me between North Carolina then and now, as I said up front, Carolina hasn't had the defensive lines that they had in the past, even some of the offensive lines that they've had in the past, but mainly on defense, man. I mean, you're talking about when he was there that first go round, Carolina was churning out yeah. high picks in the NFL draft. They haven't been able to find it. They did have the five-star kid, Desmond. I forget what his name was. Uh, but he he hasn't panned out. And that's the thing, just finding that defensive line talent to compete with Clemson. That's been a huge difference. I, I feel like, you know, I'm sure a lot of other teams go through this, but North Carolina has had the amazing defenses and the amazing offenses, just never at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's maybe, I mean, that that's hard. You're asking for really zero weaknesses on your football team, but when Butch Davis was there, when all the problems were going on with the football program, but you had the fantastic defense where guys were going to the NFL and making a name for themselves, and he had the five-star recruits, where you You've had the offense just now start to, you know, blow the top off of everybody. I mean, now you've had some wide receiver history here, too. But even with Drake May. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see what North Carolina can Infinity, do. I hate to debunk you, man. But uh, Coach Fedora had a 51% winning clip. Old Max got 59% winning. Well, the last two seasons were horrendous. Yeah. That's what it is for Fedora. Yeah. Well, he and, still was out there coaching them. Well, yeah. No. Yeah. I'm. Yes. He, I he totally held those agree. ales. Look. I think even for Fiddy, I'm going to go ahead and speak for you here. I don't think that you're going to find Fedora, uh, us defending that guy too much. Okay. Like, we can be pretty happy that Fedora is out of North Carolina's program, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, yeah. I mean, do, how how happy would you be to speak with him at <laughs> ACC Media Days in this upcoming session? I, he gives me hope <laughs> that a man could be that clueless and still find a woman. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say coach a football team or whatever. No, but no, you went with the uh, dating life. All well, right. because I mean, like, look at the, some stuff he said publicly in the well, media. Like, oh, yeah. 100%. I couldn't really imagine some. I, I mean, he probably called, you know, the animal that I mispronounced a Giselle. Like, he probably mispronounced pretty bad names and still found love. Mm-hmm. That's a big reason why nobody wants to date me. I can't even pronounce, you know, easy, easy words. I'll tell you a, a borderline embarrassing story. Really just me getting started out in radio and Larry Fedora was available. And so I interviewed him solo. I had to pre-record it. It was only going to be me. I was running my own board. I was doing all sorts of stuff, just solo, zero help whatsoever. And Larry Fedora drops into my lap. Hey, he has some availability, but you got to talk to him in the next 15 minutes. Are you game? Sure. I'm ready to go. But... 
in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, man, I got to make sure everything's right. This is just when I'm starting out. And so my first question to Larry, which we all know how Larry is, right? Not exactly the most welcoming of personalities if we talk about head coaches that grace us with their uh, presence in ACC media days. So I asked him, the first question is, you know, being a little panicky, not going to lie. Hey, coach, thanks for joining us. So uh, what's the game plan this upcoming week? <laughs> and he says, uh, well, the game plan is to... Uh, not turn the ball over and, uh, you know, keep it on the ground and we'll see what happens. And I'm like, yep, already shot this interview. Oh, it wasn't much better after that. Yeah, that's not good. Did you have ever, did you ever have an interview go awry situation when you were first starting or any embarrassing moment like going solo? Anything like that? Not really with the coaches of the ACC, but definitely with players, man. And you start to get pretty savvy with that stuff, especially now. Like I'm at a point now where I can tell, like you said, first answer to I know how this thing's going to go. I'm going to wrap you up pretty quick because players, man, right. you never know what you're going to get. No. Is there anything that comes to mind that's funny not um, to tell on air? Oh, um, what hey, was coach, the, what's the game plan? What was the, <laughs> <laughs> man, what was the receiver from Florida State, man? He actually There's uh, a lot of charge. Uh, Tamari and Terry from Florida State. Okay. Woo! Man, we started talking one-word answers, broken up sentences, I was just like, all right, man, how fast can I get this guy out of the chair? I'm like, yo. I'm and like, you were stumbling a little bit because it was going bad, too. I, I, went, I was just sitting there, and I was like, man, I was like, this guy, man. I mm -hmm. said, yeah, it, it was not good. Fiddy, any embarrassing moment interviewing, anything like that being on the air? Not, not yet. It's going to happen at some point. I'm going to ask a bad question or, you know, I thought it was going to happen last year at ACC tip-off when I had Hubert Davis in front of me, mm -hmm. but instead I made him awkwardly laugh for like 45 seconds to a pretty pretty bland question but he did laugh for a long time nope i haven't had that yet because see the people i've interviewed the most like of of joseph forte no is that one the most nervous you got for an interview that you had no i actually had former uh, i had larry miller on my podcast oh, okay and no so luckily I've, I've been pretty good in that department all right so you guys are just better at starting your careers than i am i guess <laughs> is what it is <laughs> loud and clear check Loud and clear. Let's go to the last Fitty Flash of the day before the week that was. What you got, Fitty? It's all right to be a little Fitty. A little hometown or a big old city. Might as well share. Might as well smile. Life goes on for a little Fitty. Wow. All right. One final look at the Open Championship. Brian Harmon, like I said, pacing the field 10 under. Tommy Fleetwood, though, 6 under through 15 on his second round. So he's 4 off the pace. Jason Day is three under. Jordan Spieth is back to two under, tied with Wyndham Clark, the U.S. Open champ from earlier in the year. Roy McIlroy, as I said earlier, one under. Great golf name, Stuart Sink, one under for the tournament as well. So I guess the question is, guys, with not a whole lot going on this weekend in sports, does the Open Championship have your attention this weekend? Probably a Sunday tune-in for me. Uh, not at all. <laughs> so hang on, Wimbledon you were there for, which was a great epic Wimbledon final. Yeah, I was doing it as I as I was working, but I was watching it, checking it out. You checked the final out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was know looking that. at it. I don't remember that. Yeah, I had it on as I was working. Um, real quickly, I'll give you a, a fitty flash if you don't mind me. You know, jumping in here on the headlines as well. A potential Hornet target in free agency. Actually going back to their own team instead. Io Desunmu fighting a lion eye, former Illinois great, I guess you could say. Restricted free agent Io Desunmu agreed on a third year, 
$21 million deal to stay with the Chicago Bulls. And so that was somebody that you thought maybe the Hornets would go after with their mid-level exception. But it turns out he's going back to Charlotte and yet another free agent off the board. And Charlotte just decides to bring back Miles Bridges on the qualifying offer and no other name to mention. I wonder who are they going to end up finding as that backup point guard? I don't know. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know if they're going to bring back PJ, maybe Kelly Oubre now after we haven't seen him sign with the team. Who knows? But there's not a whole lot of moves made by the Charlotte Hornets this offseason. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll give you the week that was the funniest moments of this past week. It's Sports Radio 92.7. Wesson Walker, WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. to go on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I did want to go through a Twitter back and forth before we play the lone highlight of this past week on the week that was. Wanted to go with a Julius Hodge quote tweeted clip. Wes, it's of your boy, Gilbert Arenas, the No Chill Gill podcast mm-hmm. or Gill's Arena, whatever it is. I feel like there's two of them. But Gilbert Arenas is talking very loudly, expletive laden, about how you can't beat your coach as a player. Whatever your coach says, he's basically saying, go ahead and give in to it. If your coach says, you messed up the play, go run five miles. Gilbert is saying what he was like was, okay, you tell me what time to show up and I'll be there and I'll run five miles just like that. Rashad McCants is in the room while he's saying this because McCants appears a lot on Gilbert Arenas' podcast. Rashad McCants, you can hear him in the background during Arena's monologue or his soliloquy, whatever you want to roll with. You can hear McCants in the background saying something, something Matt Doherty. And all I could hear was just a little bit, but he said something about Matt Doherty. Mm -hmm. And then as Gilbert was talking more about how you can't beat your coach, Rashad, you could hear it pretty clear as it goes on. I beat my coach. He was fired. Talking about Matt Doherty. Now you hear coach on with Kyle Bailey all the time. Great guest. Love talking with him. Even Fiddy likes talking with him and has done that on your podcast, if I'm not mistaken, or at least in Yeah, that's correct. Okay, yeah. So so you've talked with him before. Great guest to have and really, you know, transparent. I mean, extremely transparent. It's a great guest to have. Julius Hodge quote tweeted the clip. 
who, if you know anything about Julius Hodge and Rashad McCants, those two do not like each other. And Julius Hodge does not like Rashad McCants. He quote tweeted and said, sorry, you had to endure such a player coach. Added coach Matt Doherty. Hope all is well. Matt Doherty responded. Hey, Julius. Good to hear from you. I enjoyed coaching against you. You are a winner. Thanks for reaching out. Hope you are well. Julius replied, (laughs) I appreciate those kind words, coach. It was a pleasure competing against your teams. Very well coached. This is something we've seen a couple of times from Matt Doherty, by the way, when he catches criticism, which happens every now and then when North Carolina struggles. Everybody will point to those days of him recruiting such talent and yet not winning as much in his later years before he was fired. Remember, we had this thing with Jason Capel, mm-hmm. right? Jason Capel saying how much I sacrificed for the team. What were his words? I don't I don't know if you guys remembered. Capel was saying something like you guys didn't appreciate me while I was here. And then he also turned yeah, against and the big, Matt the Doherty. big dust up against Pitt. Right, exactly. Claimed he was a leader or something. Like I, I held this yeah. leap down right. while it was That's what it was. And and Matt said, you know, it was nothing but classy. I said Matt, coach. Coach Doherty was nothing but classy on Twitter saying, Hey, you know, sorry, whatever, yada yada. I just thought that back and forth was hilarious. The the Julius, I didn't realize the heel turn for heels fans, if you want the pun, that Julius Hodge would actually be an ally in a few instances. Did you ever expect Julius Hodge to be an ally for North Carolina when Rashad McCants talked about not taking classes and having that whole investigation take place? And Hodge was saying, look, man, he hates North Carolina as much as anybody, but Rashad McCants is crazy. I think this just goes to show you the level of stupidity that exists with Rashad McCants. Like, Julius Hodge is the first NC State player I can remember hating as a kid. And he was fun to watch. Man. And because he was really damn good and he gave us problems. But, you know, like, this is like this is the problem. And I've, I've said this before. Like, the Carolina family has gotten pretty close to times to accepting Rashad McCants back. Like, we're... Has it really? I didn't yeah. know that, to be honest. We're yeah. two years away from a 20-year reunion from the 05 National Championship team. It would be kind of nice to have a guy that was a key part of that team on the floor when you're there being honored. But he keeps just – he just keeps talking. There are some people in the world that should be not allowed to talk, and that is Rashad McCann. He should have to walk around in complete and utter silence the rest of his life. Because every time he talks, something stupid comes out of his mouth. I would agree with him. I do not like him yeah. on the Arenas podcast. And he was one of the few Tar Heels that I actually did like and respect during his time there as a player. He was fun to but watch, But his man, stuff too. that he says on Gil's podcast, you wonder just the basketball IQ, if there's anything there at all. I mean, he went from <laughs> saying Popovich was an overrated coach to and the, his rationale was terrible. Kenya Martin wanted to jump across the table on him. And he's just always saying something that doesn't make sense at all. And he really believes it. It's like you feel like is he trying to troll on a supreme level some of the things that come out of his mouth. But he really believes it. And he's wearing a crown as he's saying this, by the way. Yes. He's wearing a crown in the podcast arena, the No Chill Gill pod. And by the way, it always reminds me of going to the Big Three tournament a few years back. Rashad McCants was playing in the Big Three tournament. They announced his name. That Spectrum Center was loud with boos <laughs> raining down. No, it was the loudest cheer or boo, and it was towards Rashad McCants where everybody couldn't stand the guy. The thing about McCants is like whenever he came out and, 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 and attacked Coach Roy Williams, to show you just how out of bounds he was, 
There wasn't anybody else in the Carolina family or an ex-Carolina player, not even Larry Drew II, not the Ware brothers that missed mommy and daddy and went back home to the West Coast. Wow. Hmm. None of them even came to his defense when he, when he was came attacking him. Nobody But was, there was yep. 25, 30 former players on the, like at, 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 at the drop of a pin, was back in Chapel Hill there to, to defend Roy Williams in his honor. Just goes to show you, man, like he blames Roy Williams for him being a bum in the NBA. It's not your fault. You could not hack it in the National Basketball Association. I think Rashad McCants' most memorable moment in the NBA for me is him being the one to light the candle on the cupcake for Gerald Green's birthday cake slam dunk competition dunk. Do you remember that? I do not. I remember the dunk for sure, but I don't remember the fact that Rashad McCants was, was involved. Yep, they were both with the Timberwolves. McCants is the one on the ladder, lighting the cupcake, and then Gerald Green throws himself an alley-oop, blows the candle out as he slams the self-alley, and that's Rashad McCants' most memorable moment to me in the nat- in the NBA. I would agree with you. I don't remember much of him <laughs> at all in the NBA for sure, but like I said, man, sometimes I, I, I do turn off – the clips or the podcast that I'm listening to with them on it when he starts talking because he just goes so overboard. It's, it's annoying. It's frustrating. You know, Wes, if you ever want to listen to a good basketball podcast, you can check out the Four Corners <laughs> podcast on Apple and Spotify. Well, I'm glad that he did that because before he would only ask you, so now I see that he's coming oh, so. oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, actually, Rashad put up some points at 15 points per game with three-point shooting percentage. Offensively, you know what? Maybe have to walk back a little bit. He wasn't that. a terrible NBA player. I mean, I'm not going as hard as Fitty. Like, I know that he did get buckets a little bit, but. Yeah. I mean, very short while. I, I don't think. I think he that, had injuries that took him out. Um, yeah, head injuries. Oh six, oh seven. he played 37 games. That could have been a year that he was injured. But, uh, yeah, actually had some decent stats overall. All right. Let's go. Week that was. Really quick version. Go ahead. Hit it, Fitty. All right, so in this, I expect this to happen. Last week, man, we had a week of weeks. We had like seven, eight different clips that we could have pulled. This week, Walker was semi-sick. I'm exhausted, and Wes is over us. So just one clip from this week. But it came at from the end of yesterday's show during my last Fitty Flash of the day, and I had a underwear malfunction. Fitty, what are you doing? <laughs> just, uh... I just had a big old string come out of my box. <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting there stretching it right before we go. You ask him the question, and then you just pull a string from your underwear? Well, like, I had a string sticking out, so I was like, well, let me... That's the highlight of the week. Let me pull this out, and then, I mean, it's probably... Uh, it's not as tall as I am. It's about like three feet long. I would, I would, I would imagine. You're just sitting there stretching it out in front of your face. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to get your attention. Oh, well, you got it. <laughs> I mean, you talk no context right there, man. Ooh. The look on your face. Well, we were about. I was about to pass it off, <laughs> and then you're sitting there playing with underwear thread, like you're just stretching it, rolling it around, and all we're trying to do is. Pass it off to Kyle Bailey. It was amazing. That was probably a top five moment right there. It was uh, it was unbelievable. Kyle, yeah, it helps. What, what did I miss? Well, this this man, we just played the highlight. This man yesterday, as we were about to end the show, Wes is talking. I mean, I'm literally about to say that'll do it for Wes and Walker, and I have to sit, sit at you know watching Fitty take a string from his underwear. And we're talking. He was right, three feet long. Like it's like this, and he's rolling it around. 
like messing around with it. Yes, thank you. Like a cat. I was trying to figure out a way to describe it to the listeners. Time out. Boxers or briefs? Boxers. So gross, man. <laughs> or like, no, no, no briefs. Yeah, only, only, only two oh, pairs. You don't know boxes. what kind of underwear you got. What kind of drawers you got? What, like, what do you wear? Do you have underwear on? Because that's acceptable if you don't. Uh, when I'm at home, I go commando. It, they, they were briefs. Did you just look to remind yourself? Like whitey tighties or like boxer yeah. briefs? No, no, do not wear whitey okay, tighties. Okay, you got to say boxer briefs. Yeah, because like, when what, you say briefs, I thought the same thing right. when he said. Like my because I was about to really change my opinion. It was already bad enough, but like if you were walking around here with whitey tighties, I was going to have some things to say. Here's the thing: my diet does not allow me to wear whitey tighties. If you know what I mean. Oh well, I mean you could. You could like oh, nobody. I, I oh, hope God, I don't know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, but I don't want to be going around like a skid mark Marlowe oh, around here. Oh my God! That's exactly what I thought. Do you better mean. in the bath. That I, I, that was oh, bad. No, Do better, I'm, man. I'm gonna change the subject. 1988 uh, Ford F-150, two-tone yeah. blue and gray, four-wheel drive with the lock listen, and hubs, the long bed. The ladies listen, loved your boy when he was 16 no, years old. No, I want to finish. If you're a grown man and that's still happening, man, something's going on. Okay, you need to do better. And uh, yeah, man, you need to do do better. And, and people need. To, <laughs> and people need to. Uh, Help Fiddy tomorrow get those joiners, man. I, I, my offer, my services are still available to help you get those UNC toe uh, Jordan ones tomorrow. I'm locked in and ready to go. I was trying to save you all from that conversation. I know West decided to zero. I, I, had, I just <laughs> had to say that that if you right. if you still worry, even worrying about that as a grown man, something's up. I mean, just like preventative care will stop that, right? I mean, just yeah, you know, a little or extra I, precaution. I don't know. Yeah. Ask Flounder. Just taking care of business. TCB. Swamp, but you that's know, what just, my coaches used to say. TCB. If, take care of business. If you don't oh, take yeah. anything take else. Take care of your butt. <laughs> if you don't take care of your butt. If you don't take anything else away from this show today, wipe your behind. Yes. Oh. Take care of it, please. Wipe your Especially behind. this time of year. That'll do it for oh, Wilson yeah. Walker. That's the man. Kyle <laughs> Bailey, Smoke Ludwig. They're coming on next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. <laughs>